0: Welcome to Queenflow the podcast. This is your host Jocelyn Kelly Reed. On this show, you can expect to learn about calling in big money the feminine way, business, spirituality, witchy stuff, and everything else you need to know about being a turned on woman of wealth. It's fun. It's fiery. It's unfiltered. Hey gorgeous, I'm so excited to share this episode with you. Amy Rushworth is such a queen. She's absolutely my favorite woman in the Saxon Pleasure Healing Space, which is why I asked her to lead inside of feminine magic and money, the mastermind, and you're going to learn so much, so so much about how our sexual energy and our money and our life force energy are all so closely linked together and how pleasure is just, it's such an enormous um, um, part of the receiving equation when it comes to money and just life period. And of course, as human beings, so much of that energy is tied to our sexual energy, um, which is our life force energy, our Shakti energy, yum, yum, yum. So I'm going to let you hear from Amy. This was recorded during the first time that I launched Mad, Mad Feminine Magic and Money, but it has not yet been on the podcast. I want to make it available for all of you to listen here so you don't have to go digging around in my IGTV archives. Fuck yes for the podcast makes things so much easier for all of us. And I want to remind you that the extended payment plan for feminine magic and money will close end of day this Thursday what is Thursday September 30th at midnight eastern so that will be your last chance to join on the extended payment plan and doors on the entire container are closing on October 4th i will be not be not be opening this container again until at the earliest spring 2022 So now's the time it always has been always will be but seriously this container is like absolutely life-changing um Every woman needs to experience the magic inside of it And also I want to remind you that if you rate and review the podcast dm your screenshot to me You are able to receive two hundred dollars off any of my programs Um, so that's always available to you and I love you and enjoy the episode Well, I'm so happy to have you here today. Um, I'll just say what I was saying before since that one deleted. So I I don't remember how I found you, Amy, maybe because you're, you're friends with Monica, maybe because you did something with her. I really don't remember. But since the day that I found you, I just felt so resonant with your energy and your story. And I just like love so much how, you know, not only, of course, you're so beautiful. You're so deeply embodied. Your voice is like honey to listen to, which is always something that I really love. <laughs> you're like, feed my Leo soul. Never <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> Keep it going. But you're yeah. also so like, you're so Honest, too, about what the journey has been like, and I think it's very common for us to see women online. you know we're we're embodied, we're making money, things look easy, we're manifesting and flowing, and you don't always hear the background like none of us just popped out of the womb like that. you know yeah. there's a lot of history behind it, so there's that, and I always have loved your honesty so much, as well as clearly your transformation and the way that you express pleasure and your relationship with your body. And just, I love how grounded and like into the earth you are. Like, I just always think of you sort of like this earthly goddess, you know? And (laughs) I love that. And I just love what you teach. And a part of this portion of the work that I hadn't explored, honestly, like I never did this realizing that like oh, my money, my magnetism is going to go up by like re-exploring my pleasure in my body. I had no idea. I just wanted to feel good and be in my body. And then I was like, wait, money is like coming to me all the time or like things are getting so easy in addition to being happier and all the things like it came by surprise. It was not on purpose. And so now I was like, oh, but I want to show women the way with this but like because we can create this on purpose. Um, and I'm also really interested in the tantric release portion of your, cause that's not a, a place that I've explored and I know we're going to be doing some of that in the mastermind as well. And I'm just happy to have you here and I would love for you to share kind of like in your words, what you do. I was just sort of sharing how I've experienced you.
1: Yeah. I mean, what I do is always changing because it's just an extension of who I be, you know, I'm a projector in human design. I'm a mental projector specifically, in Malia and I am here to follow what lights me up and to kind of share that as alchemy and medicine with others. And um, that involves a lot of trust, right? To be so individuated and to trust, like oh, I don't have to like go out there and prove myself to people. I actually just need to follow what feels alive, and that. Can get translated into healing magic for others who are on that same like vibration and resonate with that. Um, so what I do is always changing. I mean, the label on it is like I'm a transformation healing priestess. I am a coach. I'm a bit of a witch. I'm a teacher. I am obsessed with all things healing and empowerment and awakening consciousness, and that manifests in so many different ways in my business. So you know, retreats, online programs, membership, uh, we do breathwork, uh, one-on-one, sexuality stuff. There's so many different pieces. And I also do business coaching for like feminine beings who want to do business in the way that I do business because it's pretty different to the mainstream business industry. And um so is my business. My The way that I am as a priestess, as a coach, as a mentor is quite different. And um, shine that light on my corner of the internet and see who comes, right?
0: <laughs> I hear you.
1: Absolutely.
0: So could you share with us first, I think, just this big concept um that I've talked about and that many of us talk about, but I would just like to hear it in your words and for everyone here. This concept of how our sexual energy is our life force energy. And why that ties so deeply into our being able to leave with ease, whether it be love, money, other miracles, et cetera. It's just a really, really important part of our soul and to have it like freely running. But I don't think it's taught to us like very early, even for those women who've been involved in manifestation and growing their business and doing personal development work. I feel like this is an area that kind of can come way later in terms of you learning about it
1: Mm, yeah I mean like intellectually maybe it doesn't make sense for people to go there and like people love to intellectualize everything right They love to like mentally understand concepts like manifestation and personal development and like expansion and things like that but you know, energetically, like the sensuality work, the pleasure work empowers you in a more embodied way that then creates this quantum shift that is not always intellectually explained, but you feel it, you experience it and you're like, wow, okay, I can't go back to the previous consciousness because I've ha- I've had this amazing shift in my life. Um so similar to you, like when I started exploring sensuality work, pleasure work, it wasn't like from this place of, oh, I'm gonna make more money or I'm gonna have better orgasms. Like I thought that I had like a decent sex life and a sort of decent or average relationship with pleasure and self-pleasure. Uh but what I found was similarly profound to you and that like I started making more money. I felt more comfortable in myself. My throat chakra really expanded. The way I could express myself online was totally different. And when I started to unravel that and think about, okay, well, why is this, you know, why is it that I'm healing this part of myself and then these other parts of my reality are changing? And it's because this sexual life force is creative life force, which is discussed in almost every religion and ideology. This idea of like a life force so whether you're talking about the soul or spirit or chi, whatever you resonate with, it is this creative energy that's at the root of all life. And if you disown your sexuality, uh, or if you disown parts of your central expression, which most people do, because it's not acceptable in society to be certain expressions of that, uh, you disown life. Because sex is at the root of life, right? Of course, now we have babies that are born from things like IVF, but really, traditionally, physiologically, sexuality is at the root of life, right? And sexual union as well. And if anyone's interested in, you know, like feminine awakening, masculine, feminine work, like sexuality is the deepest polarity work that you do around that. And that applies far beyond sex as well. It shows up in the way we relate with money, the way we relate with clients, the way that we relate with social media, the way we relate to our own emotions. And so as you learn to play with, to heal, to empower yourself, to hold and relate to your sexual energy, in a different way, you actually learn to relate to life in a different way, especially because for most people, it's the most taboo and the most triggering work to do around their bodies and sexuality, around their genitals, like all of those things. So as you can imagine, if you do the hardest thing, all the other things become like a little bit easier, right? If you're able to hold yourself and hold your sexual self with love and compassion, and adoration and wholeness and unconditional love, how much easier is it to show up on social media? Because at that point, you're like, well, you've moved through that thing of like, what will people think? Because you unconditionally love yourself. So really this work and what most people discover when they go into this work is that it is a portal for awakening consciousness in all of the other areas of your reality.
0: It's just so shocking to me because I never, like, the intent for all of that was never there. And then it's like you can feel, and I'm sure you have this experience all the time, you know, once you're awake or more deeply in your pleasure practices and they're becoming very on purpose, you can, like, really feel the difference. It's like your whole body feels so alive. I just always have this feeling of, like, it's like energy kind of, like, coming up from my womb traveling like all the way at my body and I'm always like hot and sweating <laughs> <laughs> and you're like yes and it feels so good and it like pours out of you and to your point like you kind of just stop caring about shit you know what I not in a negative way like we love people we care about what we do but you're so like in Im- um Like you bathe so much in your own energy that it's almost like you've entered another dimension or another world and going back to the way before, like, I, I remember how I felt before, but I'm like, Whoa, I was barely alive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean like numbness is such a big thing for people. And like, you don't always even realize that you're numb. Like I was numb for years of PTSD and, um, you know, I was, my trauma response to sexual abuse actually, uh, was disassociation, like complete disassociation, dis- disassociation from my body, from my sexuality, uh, from my feminine, like all of those things. Cause it wasn't safe for me to be fully deeply feeling in my body. And at the time, like, you know, with years of this undiagnosed PTSD and repressed trauma, I didn't realize that I was doing that. Like I was still having sex. I was still self-pleasuring. I was still having relationships. I didn't realize how numb I was until I then started like resensitizing my body. And a lot of this work, I actually began to heal some of that. Um, And as you start to get more in your body and safe to be in your body through these practices, you see that polarity and that that contrast where you're like, "Fuck, I was barely living before," and this this life force is crazy. Like it's like pulsing through me at all times now, and it gives you this extra boost of confidence. Especially if we relate that to like business, where I literally feel turned on when I create things, and I literally feel turned on when I. Show up on a live right now, like I show up on here. I have no idea what you're gonna ask me. I have no nerves in my body right now. I'm just like turned on for the opportunity to be on social media to be sharing. and so like a lot of a lot of business owners and I'm sure many of the women who follow you who like aspire to this certain level of like abundance and consciousness and awakening inside of their business, literally getting paid to awaken inside your business. The truth is that confidence and power, a lot of that can actually be sourced by doing pleasure work as a way of actually elevating your abundance, as a way of actually making more money, because you are at the center of your business. Like if your business is about you, which generally, even if you're not your brand, the business is being steered by you. So it's pretty profound. And it's like not always the thing that people think they're going to get from that work, but it like always happens. (laughs)
0: What is
1: that led you into the work? Yeah. I mean, I started with like, I mean, my journey originally started with like the very basics of like therapy and stuff, because I like had my PTSD and my breakdown and panic attacks and things like that. So it started with that. And at that moment, like had you told me like about all this, like tantric stuff and sexuality, that would have been like way too much for me. And I would have just been like, absolutely not. in the just shut down. So like, it's a journey and um it's a journey of like opening our own nervous system as well to like what feels like a healthy stretch for us to dive into. But for me, it began there. Then I started moving into things like manifestation and um, you know, law of attraction and like self-development, also like nutrition and things, and then from there. I'd like worked on my mindset for, you know, several years. I've been manifesting things, but I got to like, I guess this kind of ceiling that many people resonate with. They feel like, okay, yeah, I understand like mentally what it takes to be confident. I understand that I want, you know, I have this attachment style or I understand that like these are the things that I need to do to keep my vibration high. But it just felt like there was this other level that, I wasn't accessing and I was like, how do I get there?" And so I started looking at, okay, well, like, what are the, what are the techniques and the modalities where we really get into the body? Right. Cause I'm really like switched on mentally. Like I'm very switched on mentally as a person and I can intellectually understand things. And I remember, I remember everything. Like I have this like crazy memory, but I was like, I'm not really that in my body that much. Like I almost feel like they're these two separate layers. And so I started exploring more like, you know, all of the things with somatic therapies, um, trying different things like breath work, um, doing different like energy clearings and things in my body, even just doing things like yoga and Pilates, changing the way that I moved instead of just like going to the gym and like, Doing weights and loads of cardio and stuff. And I started really deeply connecting to my body. And I've also I've always been quite a sexual person. And I also noticed that a lot of the mentors and teachers that I was being drawn to radiated this very like sensual energy. And so I learned by this time already, follow what lights me up, like follow what you're drawn to. Um, and also follow what kind of intimidates you, like what kind of triggers you a bit. And for me, like when I would see these teachers or these women, like so boldly in their sensuality, it would kind of like activate my system a bit. I'd be a bit like, oh, like who does she think she is to say that on Instagram, you know? And so I, I learned at this point though, like not to run from that, but actually to lean in and go, okay, is there something here for me to learn? And that's this kind of like windy, snaky journey that took me into this part of my journey and my awakening and also the work that I now teach. I love it.
0: And for me too, it's I mean well for, I, for anyone who doesn't know who I am, I'm Charleslyn Gallery and I'm into an intuitive business and abundance coach. And just in my journey you know, like, yes, I teach women how to build businesses and create money and very much from like a practical, energetic, spiritual perspective. And the reason that I kind of created this mastermind, feminine magic and money is because what I was, I was like the next level after that is embodiment. Yeah. You know? And so when things just become like easy and we're feeling good, and we're vibrant. And but you were saying before, you actually like being like I like being seen. I like being live. I like engaging. I like being photographed. You know, like <laughs> all. Of, <laughs> <laughs> I being heard. I like saying whatever the hell I want. Like women are terrified of these things yeah. that feel so good, and like. Even COVID brought me way deeper into my practices, having to be in the house all the time. I was like, Are you kidding me? And I'm in Aries, I'm full of fire. I need like, yeah, elation, you know? And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, we're going to have to like create it for ourselves, you yeah. know, yourself. And you just like learning how to like deeply generate my own energy. I feel like was so life changing too, even for business, because I feel like um women will wait or people will, will wait for like flow to come and it's totally normal to have seasons of like press and action etc but i feel like we tend to be very disempowered about how much power we do have to like generate from within our own body for creation yeah and when i figured that out Again, not on purpose, but just by like doing all my practices and doing the things and really loving being in my body and honestly, just like wanting to feel good. And to your point, like take things to the next level, like everything isn't happening up here. And as someone too, who can be an overthinker, it's like, I feel best when I'm in, I think we all feel best when we're in our body, but I, I had to like consciously go there And, like, likely due to my own trauma, which is a lot of what led me down the road, where I'd be like, why do I feel, like, panicky in my body when nothing's wrong?
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, okay, there's stuff going on here. And I, too, did a lot of the somatic work, but then it just started going deeper, 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 deeper. And I am a very, like, sensual person, and I always have been. But I was kind of like shamed for it a lot when I was younger, or like I did physically developed really early. I had like breasts when I was like eleven, and had, had like hitting on me or things people would say or whatever. So I feel like it got. And then I was like in the professional world where you know it totally gets shut down, just how you're asked to show up. And so it was just like this dormant part of me that also just comes so much more alive through like being an entrepreneur and being able to do like whatever the hell I want when I want. Yeah. Uh, and it felt really good and like really freeing. But I, you know, you mentioned earlier that there was a part of your journey where you almost felt like it was intimidating. And this is what, what's interesting to me is I do feel like a lot of women are intimidated by it, but it's so poor. To who we are. I, I don't remember feeling intimidated. I just was kind of like dealing with myself and then just got into it, but I know it triggers people and that's yeah. very, different. um, and in generally speaking, embodied women tend to trigger people. So yeah. what do you think that that is about, especially from like that more, like when we are more essentially sexually, you know, pleasure expressed. Because it's like the very thing that frees you. And yeah. so I'm like, ladies, why are you triggered? Like, this is part of you. Embrace <laughs> it. You're living in all this constriction and it's hard and it's painful and it makes you feel like you have to push and try and push and try. When you, if you allow yourself to like open up and open up again and open up again, everything gets so good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like a lot of these patriarchal constructs which is what they are um are upheld by women right not because oh,
0: not men ladies we're doing this to ourselves
1: yeah like like <laughs> of course of course like there's to- toxic masculinity, to- toxic patriarchy, like there's-, there's good and bad, like in any place that you're going to look, right? But the reason I feel like a lot of women do this to each other is because um, like, let's take a different example that relates to this. So if somebody has always subscribed to a belief for their whole life, that you stay in a job even if you're miserable like this is just what you do you go to work you're not supposed to love your job but you're supposed to be responsible and suck it up right if you start then telling someone like oh i'm a spiritual life coach and i teach women how to connect to their pussies and i make a million dollars a year right uh, yeah. they are going to probably like have a lot of projection towards that they're going to be like you're lying or maybe they're like like that's not possible i could never do that because that they have subscribed and built safety and comfort in their fear-based belief of their reality, right? So if you then start like showing them something that is totally inconsistent with that belief, it's very triggering for them, right? Or even their nervous system, if they have trauma, that was the reason that that belief was created, right? That patterning and that imprinting. So for the same reason, when we see a woman who is in her central power, not for the gaze of the male eye, not for uh, the wallet of a man who is making money off that. When a woman is just owning her shit, or even if you look at like a woman who's like really wealthy and talks about money, right? Like people I mean, usually I mean, have...
0: <laughs> really yeah. that It triggers people, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's almost like the little girl in that is like, I'm not allowed to do that. So why are you, you know? And when I was talking about like these people who used to intimidate me, actually one of my current mentors who I now adore, like one of the things that she first did that really like got a response out of me was on her Instagram. She was eating fruit and she like wrote that she could still taste her pussy on her fingers, like from (laughs) from, like self-pleasuring before. And when she wrote that, I was like, what the fuck but actually now in hindsight I can recognize like why do I have a problem with that like why do I have a if she wants to share that like even if I wouldn't share that why do I have a problem with that right and it's because it's like at that point I was like I will express some of my sexual energy or some of my sensual expression but only this much right? So you're up here expressing this much and you don't give a fuck clearly. And you're there sharing it and feeling juicy and loving on yourself. Like that's the problem that I have, not what you said, right? And then I asked myself, do I want to have a problem with that? No, I don't want to have a problem with another woman being in her expression. So then I'm like, okay, Where's the juicy medicine here for me? And I'm like, I'm going to work with her. <laughs> right. So, um, we can look at these situations through any lens that we like, right? Two people can have the exact same experience and make them into totally different stories. So it's always about how we relate to what emotionally, uh, you know, activates us and choosing like, okay, is that, is that bringing this response up in my body because it reminds me of something that I've forgotten? Uh, Is there a part of me that wishes that I could do that? Like what is beneath this? Um, And I feel like sexuality work is the best thing for it, as well as like money work or the two in union together. Because like if you are essentially empowered and financially empowered, like a lot of problems go away, right? Not all problems go away, but like a lot of things that create stress and tension and density in our lives do go away right that's the reality of of having more money and having amazing pleasure
0: well and that's why i talk about as an embodiment experience because it's like you literally like become wealth because you become energy period right and money loves to go towards yummy juicy energy it's just it's where it's like you know i talk about money being a masculine energy it of how it feels when it's there it feels stable, it feels calm, it feels supportive. And so that feminine part within us feels very safe and care of. And when we allow like her full expression, right, through our sexual energy, our pleasure, et cetera, it's like, of course money wants to come towards you. Like that polarity is there. Like Our, rece- our ability to receive is so open and it is really the next level to me, but after like just general, like learning how to manifest. You know, it's actually, like, embodying all of this work, not just, like, consciously, like, doing the things. Mm -hmm. Make
1: sense? Yeah. I mean, like, of course, you can make money using your mind. You can manifest using your mind. Mm -hmm. But it's more of, like, this upstream swim where, like, there's plenty of people who have made, you know, seven-figure businesses that are behind the scenes burning out and like they've created the result but then it's like have you really created the result because isn't the reason that we want to manifest seven figures or whatever you know your soulmate whatever it is is because you want it to feel good in your body right? you want to feel good when you like reach the milestone the milestone of the desire is actually just the vehicle for the becoming of how you feel right the becoming of who you are and so like adopting any work that uses the body, even if it's not sensuality work, maybe it's just somatic work, breath work, like some kind of like ecstatic dance, something that gets you really feeling yourself, that's going to help you to manifest in a different way, but with more ease, more pleasure um, and less push. Right. And Absolutely. this is really hard for people to like mentally grasp sometimes because it's like the results could be so quantum that it's like almost unbelievable until you try it. Right. And you embody it. I agree. And for me too, I
0: just like, even from the day I started my business, I was like, I refuse to be stressed out. I was stressed out for decades. Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? There's no way <laughs> un- in under like under the sun. That I'm gonna kill myself when I already was like dragged through it. In the, granted, of course, I was there by choice, whatever, but in the corporate world, I'm not doing that. Like, I absolutely refuse to do that. I didn't know all I know now, but I knew I wasn't gonna do that. And, you know, I do have like, I was very successful in my first year in business doing things my way, and it just kept like going, going, and going. And I remember like, learning about all this business strategy and all this stuff, I was like, I'm not doing
1: this.
0: (laughs) Of course, I have an element of strategy in my business. We have to have like structure within the business or there's nothing to hold it. Nothing's happening. But like after a certain point, I was like, there's no way this is giving me such a headache. And I don't believe that I have to have a headache to make money. There's no way. Like, I don't believe it. And then I just like, and I'd probably some of this is just the rebellious part of me. That's like, well, if everyone does it this way and I think that looks hard or annoying, I'm just going to like go do the other way. So I was like, <laughs> I don't
1: believe. <laughs> I'm the same. I'm like, how easier can how I make easy? it? Like how much can I push this edge? And this is exact. this is what happened to me in January. Like, I literally, and you know, bear in mind, like I've created the healing and the structures for this to happen. I made the most I'd ever made in January. I made $180,000 and I was like living on my island, having orgasms. I got a puppy. I was just like having a good time and sharing things and sharing offerings and work that I was super excited about. That I was like, fuck yeah, this needs to be introduced to the world and I can't believe that I get to be the one to share it. And honestly, like it was just like, bam, magnetism, right? Because, you know, it gets to be easy, but you have to decide it, right? And a lot of people think they want it easy, but they have these like deep entrenched beliefs that like it has to be a struggle. Like my healing has to be a struggle for years. My uh, business has to like, it has to be a struggle for it to feel like glory at the end, you know? And they don't know that they're carrying these um, imprints inside. And so like, then it leads to that self-blame cycle and that distortion where, you're doing all the right things. You're outsourcing, you're marketing, you're creating structures. You're like doing all the, you know, money manifestation tools and things. And you're like, why isn't it working? It must be me. And it kind of is you, but it kind of isn't. It's not because there's anything wrong with you, but it's like, you have to choose. Do I want this to be easy? Do I want this to be pleasurable? How do I really actually step into that and believe it till I see it?
0: Absolutely. And sometimes for me, how many years are you into your business?
1: Where are you now? I started my business at the end of 2017. So yeah. not, not too long.
0: Just so when we talk about everything, everyone knows kind of like where we are. Yeah. Um, okay. So I remember for me too, like I was with Monica, that's working with Monica at the time and I wanted to go i would had, so last year was actually my first year in business. And I had my first like 50K month in my first year, which was fab. And like, I was like, you know what? I'm like going on vacation. Like, I just really wanted to go on vacation. I'd started working with like Oshun and the water's like calling me, Miami Miami's calling me. And I was like, and I don't want to work. And I was like, I mean nothing. I did not want to <laughs> share my, because I was like telling her, I was like, I'm not going to do anything. I did not want to share my trip for vibes. I don't care. I was like, everyone can see what I was doing when I get back. I'm not scams. Yeah. I'm not doing and I didn't have someone else like running my social media. I was literally like, I am leaving the internet for two weeks. Period. Not even worried about like I wasn't thinking about money. I just was like, That's what I want. Whereas usually like I show up, you know what I mean, and do yeah. this. And I went on that vacation and literally the, the vacation is when I like channeled the mastermind and this whole thing because on the vacation. I made like 45 grand in two weeks when I had disappeared 100% <laughs> altogether, like not, not a peep out of me. And I yeah. was like, what's going on?
1: <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fond of love. Like, honestly, like you're it's cool right like if if I go away for a day like which I just like went away this weekend off my phone and um like people miss you right they're like come back and you're like of course I'll come back to you you know like a lot of a lot of the like marketing advice and the branding advice and like content creation advice like it's probably great advice for some people, but like for me, so much of that in the industry doesn't resonate for me because it's like for example, like people talk about like oh, you gotta post every day um that actually like on stories with algorithm anymore, that actually doesn't work. Instagram actually rewards you when you go away and then come back because they're trying to get you back on the app at all times um, so just strategically shit advice. But energetically, it's like when you're first dating someone, right? Um, And I'm saying this not in like a toxic game playing way, but like when you're first dating someone, the sexual attraction comes from a certain level of healthy tension,
0: right? Mm
1: -hmm. And it's the same even in long-term partnerships, like the novelty. You got to switch things up in long-term partnerships in order to keep this like inconsistency there as well as the consistency and Mm -hmm. so it's good to be consistently showing up but what consistently means is different for what maybe people take it as a surface level so it doesn't mean like show up every day it means show up provide value when you're feeling it And the way for you to feel feel like you want to share, the way for you to be inspired about what you share, the way for you to share like your medicine and the very best things that you have to share is by going and living your fucking life and living an amazing life. So you have amazing things to share in the same way. Like if you just hang out with your partner 24 hours a day and you have no other friends and no other hobbies and you do nothing outside of the relationship, Like how interesting does that relationship feel and how healthy is it? Versus like if you go out and you have like this amazing life and amazing friends and like you go to your pottery class and you think it's lit and you go dancing with your girlfriends and you like play your favorite music in the car by yourself and then you come home and you get to share all that with your lover. So it's the same with our clients on social media, it's like Throw the rule book out and be like, how do I live my most pleasured life? Because that's only ever going to trickle down into awesome delivery and transmission of what you have to share with other people. Right. And people energetically feel it. They don't, they don't need to see everything on social media. People feel it in your auric field. Um, you can feel when someone is truly embodied. I can anyway. I can tell when someone just shows up saying or filming something on social media and they've just done it for, you know, for the gays rather than like, you know, that's really how they're living their life.
0: Totally. And I always say that too, because, you know, I, I'm obviously helping them for their businesses and I'm like, you don't have to try this hard. It's not mm-hmm. what you're Yes, there's a, an element of doing, I don't want to make anyone think like if you haven't called in a hundred grand in a month that like something's wrong, especially if you're still like, building because you know there is a certain amount of like building the structure that's very real but so much that, to me it's like 30 percent of it and it's like the rest of it is who you are and like you can't fake that right you can only yeah. unleash more and more and more and more of it And it's not to now like start faulting yourself for not being more of you and like go down the whole shame spiral of like, now I'm not enough and I'm not as sexy as she is or what the fuck ever. It doesn't, no, it's not that. It's just that like this deep taking care of yourself and like, you know, even just in the most simple way, like leading from your intuition, leading from your body. Like if I don't want to do something like, or if I don't want to work for the whole day, I don't. Mm there's not fear that like the money's not coming or the clients aren't coming. Like I cannot, I've been through enough. I cannot do that to my body. Like, yeah. and I'm a generator, and I know there's this like conception that we work all the time. Like I don't, you know, like. <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: You can if you want to, right? But you choose not to. But like I can't. Like I literally, I don't have the choice, Mama. Like I'm like there's two hours in the day where I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of focused right now. Then the rest is like, you know, whatever. And what makes and I love your
0: story and I'm so excited for your January like fuck yes, especially with your like move to Mallorca and just another level of doing you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: This, totally. that at the same time? What's that? Was it at the same time? Was that the month you moved?
1: I moved at the start of December and um you know it was a real like soul pool it happened real quick and then we had like this three-week window of like yep okay we're moving we've got to get there before this date because of like all of this dumb stuff around brexit yeah um and visas and i hate all of anything like admin. i like hate but then there are some things that you can't get your assistant to do because you're like it has to be me like signing this or having this conversation so it was like hella stressful So then for like all of December, it was just like this big sigh where I was like, okay, now I'm in the middle of nowhere, this amazing house and I can just breathe. And then January, it was like, okay, now I can like come back to work mode and like work Amy, even though I wasn't like working hard, but I was just like in the zone around like, okay, new year, time to create, time to channel. And I had a ton of energy at that point, so I had this like experience before of like dense energy, and then this expansion, and then Feb was dense energy again because I had to have surgery and
0: oh yeah, um, I had
1: like health issues going on, um, like an emergency health situation, and so like this is what throws a lot of people off in business because they think like oh, I've always just got to be like doing better in the next launch or each month needs to get bigger and bigger, but actually like as an orgasm will teach you, an orgasm is a contraction and expansion, contraction, expansion. Like if you've like, when you have like a mind blowing orgasm, you feel that in your pussy. It's like, mm, 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 mm. Oh, 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 oh. right. And making noises and it's messy. And it's like, ah, right. But that's where the pleasure comes from. Is like the contraction and the expansion. But we think of our business or like our journey or our growth or our healing as like separate to that. And so every time we contract or we feel like, oh, I haven't made like money this month or um, this launch hasn't gone how I like wanted it to, uh, the tendency is to then go like, Oh, I'm doing something wrong. I need to do something different. It's like, no, we'll just allow it because it's going to contract and then it will expand again. And um, like, how how can you surrender even more into that? And oh so now goodness. when I I have those months, I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. It's a it's a contraction month, right?
0: <laughs> I am January, well, January sounds like you're good. February is kind of a weird month. And I used to get freaked out about that too. But then over time, I was like, Jocelyn, there's so much evidence. It's like, no matter how you feel, the money's always coming. Like whether you're going through like, all this healing or you're totally alive or whatever. It's like when you have that trust also and you've built the relationship, it will support you no matter what. You might not always be like blowing it out the water to the way next quantum level. But my experience has been like, there's a baseline for me that won't dip no matter what. And then when things really come on, we'll like leave. Yeah. You know? But it's like, it is what you're saying we fear it's like you can't always be on like you're not always going to feel on but it doesn't mean that it has to like crash when you don't feel on and like we don't have to have a relationship that looks like this and that was something that I felt a deep commitment to early is like not putting myself through a roller coaster ride in terms of the business um Mm -hmm. that's very common in our to be like money's up here then it's down here money's up here then it's and I was like not available
1: (laughs) yeah well I think like that that emotional roller coaster is the way that we are relating to what we experience so like you can think of it as like oh Uh, My money was up and now it's down. And then if you relate to that with a belief of shame or like I've done something wrong or people don't like me, that's just going to continue to perpetuate it. So like we can learn a lot from the moon, right? In that like the moon waxes and wanes and it's not, it doesn't disappear. You just don't see the light shining off its uh face you know uh and it's still powerful it's still moving tides and so like how do we think of ourselves as that is like if there are moments where i feel darker where i feel denser where i need to rest more where uh there's not as much like evidence of my prosperity coming in how can i hold the belief even more deeply in my body that i am this child of god and goddess and like the world like revolves around me, literally. Right? The world shows up for me. Life shows up for me. And even when I can't see it, it's cool because I know that life shows up for me. I know that I'm always guided. And so like I always have this belief of whenever I'm not getting the result, I just go, Oh, this is perfect. Right. Yeah, this, is, this is this is this is perfect. This is exactly what I'm supposed to experience in this moment because Every time I experience this, I get a reminder of my humanity. I get an opportunity to deepen my self-worth beyond external results. And then that leads to me expanding, right? Because I show up with authenticity. I show up with vulnerability. And then those moments always preface the expansion yet again, right? And the expansions get bigger and bigger and bigger. So instead of it being like a roller coaster, it's like a cyclical flow of like sleep and expansion you know sleep and expansion
0: I mean and that's actually what happens especially before a really big up level I mean that's why I was like I have had like months like that at the end of last year yeah before I birth some really big things you know but I didn't really know why I was just like I don't care why I'm not gonna push myself we're gonna find out why you know yeah Um, And and that's really beautiful. And I think that to your point that this, you know, the pleasure work and this work with our sexual energy, et cetera, it also allows you to feel a lot more safe when you are going through like, like this isn't linear and where women really struggle and suffer in business is wanting the process to be linear. And just like the rest of life, it is not. (laughs) Um, it would be so fun if it was, because why the fuck you start your own business, you have to follow all these, you know? Um, yeah. But I do feel that you feel a lot safer in your body with this, you know, with moving with the tides, et cetera. When you've done this work, it's like your, your body is just actually calm.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, a lot of people talk about uh being intuitive in your business, following the intuition. And what I want to say is like, it's not as simple as just like a quote on Instagram that says, trust your gut. Because if you have trauma that you haven't looked at, your gut, your psoas will be completely constricted and you will have visceral responses in your body that are not intuition, that are not gut feelings, that are actually trauma responses, panic, or emotions that are flooding through, that are are not your intuition speaking to you. And also, you know, if you, for example, were like me, where you have more of a disassociative pattern or maybe you have a freeze response because of things that have happened to you that you haven't like healed or processed, you can't access the emotions of the body because your body is doing exactly what it was designed to do, which is to protect you from the intensity of those things that don't feel safe to be processed. Right. So that's why I feel like most, most people have some kind of, you know, trauma imprint, whether it's like from something really big or it can be from more of these like soft traumas, um, particularly for women with sexuality. You know, so many women have had, um, you know, situations with very gray blurred lines with partners, with alcohol being involved, with boundaries being crossed, and not even realizing that this was something that was non-consensual or traumatic for their bodies. A lot of women, for example, even, you know, having like things like IUDs put in their womb, right? And I'm all for free choice and body sovereignty, but it's like, that is traumatic for that part of your body to have something like insert it into it. So for us to be able to trust all these parts of our body or trust our womb space or our inner knowing, um, there's often needs to be some kind of healing and some kind of restorative practices in order to be able to fully tune to into your intuition and to attune to it. It's not a simple thing of like, yeah, just trust your gut. Because often your, your body sensations are going to lead you into patterns that are safe for you. So for example, you might get a feeling of like, yeah, you know what? I, it just feels like I shouldn't show up on Instagram and talk about that when actually maybe you really want to and there's a part of you that's afraid and there's a part of you that likes to hide. So being able to discern between the voice of fear and intuition actually requires the somatic work. Um It's not done through top-down therapies and through talk therapies and things like that. It can be helpful, but it should be always supplemented with somatic therapy. I
0: agree. And my, I mean, maybe it's just where I was on my journey too. But truly also my spiritual connection made a huge difference in that. Like, like even working with my ancestors in ocean they're so loud with me. <laughs> that like if I, I mean, I very, the witch in me is very strong. And so even if I start to be like overthinking or whatever, if I just ask them and, you know, I do work with magic and spells, all this other stuff we'll be doing in the mastermind too, but when I ask them to come forward and I really look at something, like, they're so loud with, like, do not do that or, <laughs> or like, yes, go, too, that I also just, like, learned to trust. I think, they're like, obviously what you're saying is completely true. And then I think there's, like, this part that's able to come online more, especially if we're identifying more in our psychic piece, et cetera. That, like, you can always turn to. And that's how me just feel so supported because I know the feeling of them. So, like, I know. I've, like, nurtured the relationship enough where I know how they feel and I can tell, like, where they're moving, you know? Mm-hmm. But I know that's all very hard to access when you're highly traumatized still so, because you can't feel anything. Like, you're just, you're, like, in flight or freeze all the time. Yeah. yeah. um, That's how, just, like, that aspect has helped me a lot too, to just always feel so supported. you chat with us about, you know, I know some of the work we're going to be doing too is around Chandra and, you know, your experiences there and what you love about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I love to bring my Yoni into like decision-making and to give her a voice. Like, I posted this amazing artwork on my Instagram grid the other day and it's like shows what a larynx and a vagina looks like in a uterus, right? And they're like so similar. And then I saw this amazing video the other day and it's of like vocal cords speaking and it looks exactly like a vagina. It looks, it looks like a a vagina, like just going like, like there's this huge link. And actually, if you look at like the vagus nerve in the body, it like, you know, comes down into the cervix and up through the body and has so much to do with when you could really go like deep into like trauma release and like, you know, reprogramming your nervous system and stuff like that. So um, like exploring, exploring this like in your business, which for many of us, our businesses if we're coaches about the way that we use our expression, right? The way that we use our voice on stories, on videos, on courses with our clients. Like You know, and one of the things that people say to me all the time is like how powerful my voice is to them. Like they love the sound of my voice. They resonate with my meditations, even if they've struggled to meditate because of the way that I speak, the way that I say the things that I say. And so much of that is due due to this work and like letting my yoni have a voice through me. So I will literally ask like my pussy. I'll be like, does that feel like a yes for us? Right? What do you think? Right? And in my sexuality program, we have a boxer group and this initially makes everyone really uncomfortable and then they give it a go. And we just like go in there and we say what our yoni is feeling in terms of sound. So it might be like, today my yoni is like, ah, ah, right? and like frustrated, He's like ah, she's feeling like this. Right, and this sounds so bizarre to people, but like it has a voice, right? because if it didn't have a voice, why does everybody, when they have like really deep penetrative sex or cervical orgasms, why is there this sounding that occurs, right, unless you purposely hold all of your voice in right? so sexual energy activating the yoni activates the throat and vice versa, and so like, I love this work as actually an empowerment for my business, for my self-expression, uh, for how I show up and also using it for sex magic. So manifesting, using self-pleasure, uh, moving through difficult emotions through a self-pleasure practice, uh, doing different ecstatic rituals that I do. And, um, all of that allows me to manifest more and more and more in the business, right? And makes me more powerful in the business.
0: And I love this too, because I know we hear this and it sounds generic, we hear it all the time where everyone's like, everything lives inside of you. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, great. But like, I'm still having a hard time over here, you know, <laughs> um, but I love this, everything that you're sharing. Because it's actually showcasing how it lives inside of us. Right? You know what I'm talking about where you see that online all the time. And for, I think for most people, that feels like an eye roll.
1: Yeah, because I think a lot as well, like a lot of people think they can just watch lives or, um, read books. And like, that's, that's no shame on anyone doing that. Cause like, you know, like I said at the beginning of the live, there's like an entry point for work and you've got to go on a journey of like learning. And then, and then you might go into like the next phase of that. But the thing is like, you can't do embodiment work by reading a book or listening to someone talk about it mentally. So even now, even though I'm like expressive and I'm making the sounds of my yoni and stuff, like, You can understand it here, but you will not understand it until you actually like get into the practice of it because your body has to understand it. So your body is not sitting here really like enjoy, you know, listening and taking on the codes of this live and going like, yeah, that works for us now. It's like you have to go through it, right? The same way, like you can think all you like about feeling confident, on stage in front of a thousand people, but you won't actually feel confident till you stand in front of a thousand people and do it, right? And be like, okay, I did it. Now I know how it feels. I'm safe. I didn't die. Like, (laughs) here we go. We've expanded our level of comfort. So in the same way, it's like, you can hear so many times about everything being in the body, but it will land for you when you start experiencing yourself. And that means like, getting into safe and supportive containers where people can lead you deeper than you can lead yourself
0: yeah this is not work to be doing right like yes you can do the practices by yourself of course and maintain them but like like everything else if we want deep transformation we need to actually invest and get support like for real yeah uh, for sure. For in sure. like safe safe containers and i think that's how this has been created for all of us you know It's a combination of all the help that we've received and then adding in, like, we all have our own special magic that we bring to what we do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, if you even look at this through the lens of pleasure, again, it's like, I can create amazing orgasms for myself with just my own hand, right? Or with my wand or whatever I want to do. But There's like an experience that comes from that. but There are also levels that I can't go to without my partner, right? Without my partner, like deeply penetrating me and taking me somewhere that I can't go myself. So it's the same with healing. I do believe in self-healing as well. Like I do believe that there are things that you can totally do on your own, but there are like deeper levels of this consciousness, of this technology, of awakening this, that only actually can be created by other people holding a safe space for you in the same way like uh a lot of in my programs like a lot of the magic that happens particularly in my sexuality program pleasure and press is actually the women just sharing things that they've never shared with anyone before like fantasies or traumas or like breakthroughs and if if there was no one there for them to share it with like the breakthrough wouldn't occur for them because they need other people around them to hold a safe space for that. So that's where it's like, you know, you're getting into that deeper layer of healing because you we need other people. We're co-creative, right? And so like, if you aspire to that or you desire that, like that's where things like, especially group programs can be really nourishing because it's like the energetics of all the people in, in the group, not just you doing it privately on your own.
0: I love group work that's why I have so much of it in my business and I actually love to collaboration you know and obviously why I reached out to you for this piece of the work when it comes to magic and money and manifestation and all the yummy stuff because it's such an important piece and I love your work you um but I think there's a lot of of magic there, too, and just feeling like everyone has such different medicine and such different flavors, and like, for example, I tried to choose women because I think too, when we talk about like feminine embodiment, women will get very um intimidated if they're not a certain type, yeah, thinking like, okay, being feminine means that I. You have to be some like super ethereal goddess, and that is one breed, right? But I'm not like that. I'm super fiery and still very direct, and all these things. And I really, it was important to me too to choose like to ask and invite a variety of women. Like you're not like you're goddessy, but you're not super ethereal and kind of like you know mm-hmm. that isn't like you're very. I to me, you feel more earthly, you know. Even though I know you're a fire sign, but yeah. Me, important for us to learn like within this work and within pleasure, like it doesn't mean that you have to be on your Instagram lingerie. It's that if you want to, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like you're not doing something wrong if you're not expressing it or showing up with it or like if your flavor of it isn't like what you maybe think it is because of a few people that you follow online. And that's really important to me too is showing women like yes you can have it all. Like yes you can take all this and You don't have to do it like a specific, there's no specific formula for being like turned on where now it counts and now you get to have what you want, you know?
1: Yeah, totally. It's another distortion, right? It's just another distortion that comes from the same seed of like the reason why women kill themselves in like these corporate jobs, right? It's like, you have to be successful in this way. You have to package yourself in this way. You have to tidy yourself up in this way, even if the tidying up is like, be wild and feminine and like, ah, la, 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 right. And if that's how you genuinely be cool, babe, like you do you. But we were actually talking about this in my sexuality program, just uh the other day, around, like, one of the women was feeling like, you know, she's more of a tomboy. And so she was like, well, like, maybe I've just rejected the feminine. But it's like, maybe you haven't, maybe that is your feminine expression because what the feminine is, is just being expressed and free and creating and changing and being all the facets of who you are and dancing between all of them. And so for you, what if your sexy feminine is the tomboy? What if that's exactly who she is? And the distortion is actually not liberating that piece of you, not letting yourself see that part of you as sexy and feminine and beautiful, right? It's not, it's not gendered, right? Masculine and feminine, these terms, like sometimes it's easier to talk about them as like yin and yang, because it's like more relatable for people outside of a gender binary. Um, But you can be whatever the fuck you want. Like being empowered in your feminine doesn't mean that you are like in the, in the 5D, like taking ayahuasca every weekend and like, you know, just dripping in crystals, you can be an earthly being, you can enjoy, you know, your Chanel bag and, you know, then be dancing under the stars at night. Like you can be all of the things and actually to to put yourself in a box as that um, is, is just another way that we stop ourselves from being powerful and stop ourselves from embracing the feminine, which is multifaceted.
0: Absolutely. And it was a big part of my journey to have to learn my own feminine because I was like, I'm not quiet. I'm not demure <laughs>
1: <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't think the true feminine really is that like, maybe I, you have that at certain times in your cycle where you're like, okay, yeah. I just want to like, journal and like not talk to anyone. But like a huge part of the feminine is the dark feminine, like the goddess Callie who wants to like fucking destroy shit, you know? And be like, Yes, this is me, you know. We don't want to do this anymore. Like this is what we feel like today. Like anger, rage, like all of those pieces, like are a part of who we are, right?
0: And I love it, but I I don't think that's what was fed to us growing up. So I didn't understand. And then when I realized, like, on my journey, like, oh, all of this is feminine. Oh, wait, you're way more empowered than you realize. And actually, a lot of the women who feel like they need to be quiet and demure and all this stuff are really suppressed. And we were just kind of, like, sold alive by the patriarchy around what being feminine is to keep us quiet and, you know. Demure and whatever the hell. And like you're saying, I don't mean, of course, like there's days I don't want to talk and I, whatever. I, you know, I'm talking about like your overall presentation to the world. And it was just such a big light bulb for me to just understand that, like, the way that I am is feminine and is empowered as long as I feel embodied and I'm in my truth and like I feel good and I'm honoring my desires and I'm flowing towards them and all the things. I was like, oh, like, This is what it is for me. And the world reflects back to me most of the, of course, not all the time, but most of the time, right? That like, by, you know, things feeling good or even the way you're treated by men or whatever it that like, it's working. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is so much less complicated. There's nothing to shape shit. It's just like being more of who you already are. But all of this other work like that we've been talking about too, also just brought it online for me, at least even stronger.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you have to bring it online for yourself because it's not always going to be reflected beautifully back to you in the world. Like, even if you look at, like, I don't know if, like, you're across this because of, like, where you are in the world, but, like, in the UK at the moment, there's this, like, huge scandal between, like, Meghan Markle and the Royals. And, like, there's, there's so much fucked up things that are going into this. Like, the fact that she's, like, mixed race and sort of, Totally differently by the media, and she's being vilified. Um, can you hear me?
0: I can hear you. You're present, um, but I can hear you.
1: Okay. Well, I'll just let the throat chakra keep going. So, uh, so she's been totally vilified because obviously, like they've chosen to like leave the royal family. They're not going to be royals. They're living in another country, right. and you know she's being absolutely torn to stress she is right not not her husband like she is because how dare a woman say no and choose the best option for herself how dare a woman dare to say no to like the roy, the white royalty of the UK how dare a woman you know uh you know, have the audacity to say like, hey, I'm not going to be treated like shit and I'm not going to let you be racist towards me. So fuck off, I'm going somewhere else, right? And like people are like so up in arms about this because it's so like, it's so like triggering for people to actually step out of this distorted reality that women can do whatever the fuck they want, right? For the first time, probably like, at least in our society, like our Western society, for the first time in many generations, we can do a lot of the things that we want to do without our lives being threatened. I know it's not the same in every country, but we can, right? Like we can have more freedom. We can be more sensual. We can do these things without like our lives being threatened, but it's still kind of new. And so people are still like, how dare you do that how dare you stand in your power how dare you do what's best for you and like put yourself first god forbid you put yourself first you know and um it's really interesting to watch like it's obviously really sad and it, it makes me kind of angry as well but um like that is what's going to happen when you own your power but if enough people keep doing it then the change will occur right then the the feminine will rise, right? The, um, the feminine consciousness will start to deeply penetrate the society that we live in over time. But it takes the change makers to do it, the trailblazers, the people who are willing to be like, I don't need your validation. I'm going to do what I want.
0: And you see it in your business. I mean, I'm sure Amy, you went through this. I did so much. People are so triggered, especially in the beginning or when you really start being successful. And it's always other women, it's not men, um, which always was interesting to me. I mean, that was the most challenging part for me earlier. Now I kind of am over it and don't care. But like when I would go, I mean, I help women with money. So I talk about the money that I make. That's a natural part of what I do. I think it's kind of weird if you're going to teach be teaching about money, you refuse to talk about your own, you know? Yeah. So I just remember that feeling so scary and I knew it was triggering for people or because of how quickly I did it. Now, where there people around me that I knew had at it longer or who were coaches longer than I was, who literally stopped being my friend. I was like, yeah. Okay. Um, or just whatever. And I don't, then also of course, all these other amazing people come in to replace, et cetera. But it's just like, to me, the business has felt exciting because it is such a place to step. like you literally get paid to be yourself and to help people. But to me, I was like, hell yes. Like, what more can I want? This is so fun. And it's like, I know that it can be very hard when we feel like we're being rejected. Like we've all experienced it. You still continue to experience it. I'm not saying this both way. Like, I know that we all have moments or situations that really don't feel good. But it's like, let that fuel, like whatever, if you piss people off, like let that be the fuel to like, keep going, like ruffle a few feathers. Fantastic. You know, the patriarchy only exists because we're all so fucking comfortable with it. Yeah. you don't like what comes with it. So you have to like realize when you're participating without realizing you're participating. <laughs> and yeah. do something different. And that sort of like... Rebelliousness with purpose behind it, not just to, to be rebellious. To like, you can turn it into fuel, you know. And especially until you get more and more comfortable. Like, fuck that! I'm not gonna like play small because other people want me to stay here. Here doesn't feel good. well. There's, you know, these like billionaires, and everyone's fine with what they're doing. I'm supposed to be worried about this? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, yeah. I mean, like everything you say is just like, yeah, it's so true. It's like my sexuality awakens the business. My business awakens my consciousness. Like I see my business as my spiritual awakening. So like, when shit's going down in any way, like that's why I'm just like, this is perfect. This is like the next level, you know. Um, and like I think this is like the big separation piece for a lot of people when it comes to like, whether it's money, sexuality, uh, business. Is like, for some reason, we've like been taught to think that these things are like separate to being spiritual. So it's like, you can be a spiritual person, but your business and stuff is here or your spirituality is here. Or if you run a spiritual business, it's like, okay, let's like, let's make it small and like, And nice and, um, not ask for too much because that's not very spiritual, like all of these distortions. But if you truly believe in like God and universe and oneness, that whole like concept and paradigm, which is like at the core of like most spiritual, um, you know, modalities and most spiritual beliefs is this idea of like everything is one. We're all one. It's like this unity consciousness. So then why is your business separate to unity consciousness? So why is making money not spiritual? Why is you making money doing something you love and having loads of pleasure doing it? Why is that not spiritual? Why are your boundaries not spiritual? Why is saying no not spiritual? Like it all can be, but it's how we relate to it. And so like I see everything as spiritual. I see the God and the spirit in everything. So like when I see big amounts of money coming in my bank account i'm like oh my god this is a living prayer like thank you god like you support me always and i will support you right back and i will do this work in like such reverence and honor for like the fact that you birthed me on the planet to do this like how fucking amazing is that so i don't think a lot of people have that consciousness consciousness so so that's where it's like you can fall or like trip up with these things and think like, oh, I need to keep myself in this box and this box and this box and keep ourselves like limited in terms of abundance, especially in money, because we think of it as totally separate to God or spirituality.
0: and I always say too to your point, like ladies, remember that when you're sharing your gifts, you're literally like doing God's work. And I don't, you don't have to believe in God, <laughs> but the universe, whoever, God is the universe, That's what you're offering the world. So you, of course, and to do it and show up in full power and to be that clear channel, et cetera, for your community, you deserve and you have to be beyond even just deserving to be supported like spiritually, financially, emotionally, mentally, because this is like you are doing God's work. You are sharing something that is channeled from the heavens to help this earth plane rise. Mother, yeah. Mother Teresa. Who's more saintly than Mother Teresa? She died worth 120 million. So, <laughs> just saying, guys, no world where we can be of massive service, or where anyone or any organization is of massive service that is not also kind. It doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. It's money is just going to amplify who you are. So if you know, you're an amazing person, if you're in integrity with like how you help people, how you serve, like, you know, that you're delivering your magic, you know, instead of just like, I don't know, copying someone or just like doing what you think you should do. Like if you genuinely like feel so tapped into your truth, like it is God's work. And like, how dare you question that, you know, how dare you doubt yourself and like, keep yourself from showing up. Like, and also the invitation is there when you really embody this of like, okay, if I am like, uh, if I am here to do God's work, if I'm here with this sacred desire, because it's a sacred desire that allows me to channel things that are going to help people, like how am I being invited to show up? Right. And you might, you know, it might not be even like, how you visibly show up on social media, but how do you show up every day in service to yourself, right? How do you show up every day for your practices? How do you show up for your life? What life are you creating for yourself? Because the life you create for yourself is a symbol and a possibility for all the people that you help, Mm -hmm. right? In the same way, like Mother Teresa didn't just help the people that she physically helped. She helped people through the symbol of who she Mm was. She still does right? Because she's a beacon for others. So if you consider yourself in the same lane of like my very existence and who I am, who I be in the moments when no one is even really watching me, if that is a beacon for others, how do I show up for that and take it seriously, right? I take that shit really seriously, right? Which is like sometimes rare in the industry of coaching as well, because there's like a lot of distortions here, but Like, how do you take yourself so seriously, but also like have so much fun?
0: (laughs) I totally agree. I always say like my motivation, yes, of course, like I want my dreamy life, et cetera. But so much of my motivation and what keeps me going and what gets me out of bed and wants the part of me that wants to keep connecting, et cetera, it's me being able to show other so obviously women who work with me to be able to help them actually step into it, live and breathe it but also just more generally speaking is to be able to show women what's possible for them you know yes. I'm like I'm barely getting started and like yeah by most people's standards this is going great but like I don't know it didn't always look like this not at all you know or look at yeah. where you are and it's like that part makes me emotional. It's like, you can actually create anything. And I know the world's not telling you that you can, but like, you really can.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, like back in my worst moment, you know, it was like literally thinking about killing myself. And um, it's almost like even hard for me to like relate to that person that I was. And it's not because I've like, It's not because I disown that part of me. Like that's who I was, of course. And she's cool and I love her. But it's like, it's fucking exquisite what you can create with your life. And it doesn't always have to take years. Like, of course, like over years of time, you are going to see like so many changes in your life. But you can also have these like quantum shifts in your reality, these quantum shifts in your consciousness. But what it requires. And this is what I always say to people is like, don't think about like the next five or 10 years, just think about the next choice in front of you. Right. So even if it's like, I'm waking up today, I choose to have a green smoothie because this is what I will do if I love this body. Right. And then it's like, okay, I want to share something on social media, but I'm afraid. Okay. What do I choose in this moment? Like what's going to expand me in this moment? just focus on like the one choice in front of you. And then what you look back on is like this lifetime of choices that led you to this amazing place that you couldn't even like, I couldn't even conceive what was possible. Like what I've created for myself and what I will create because now I know like the potential is far beyond what I ever even knew was available. And so like, just for anyone listening, who's like, Oh my God, like where do I begin? Just begin with the choice, like begin with this choice of like, okay, what's the one choice in front of me? Cause your life is just a collection of choices.
0: My literally my whole life changed. I remember the year like I just decided one year that I was going to be intentional about everything I did, no matter whether I was out partying or resting or working like, but every choice needed to have intention behind it. Like, why are you doing this one? line? Yeah, and it was that small, and that is like what really started like all the dominoes start to go. Because I actually was paying it.
1: Yeah, your intention is everything. Like, especially in business, if you if you want your program to be lit, like. It, it's e- it's pretty easy to get people to sign up for something, right? Like if you've been honing your message and you like know your shit, like people are going to join your things, right. right? But to actually keep like the energy alive, the people alive, t- for them to get the transformations that you desire, like all of it comes down to how you intend it to be as the space holder. right? Like that's actually more important than like a, a lot of what you probably teach in the container. It's like your ongoing ability to hold this intention and to keep holding it even when you're like shaking and you're like, oh, is it going to go that way? It's like, no, this is what I intend. Right. And it's the same in like, like you said in your life where you can, you can rest, right. You can choose to rest. And it's like, if the intention of that rest is like, I rest today because I love myself and that's exactly what I need that's a completely different frequency to like, I'm going to lay in bed all day because I like, don't believe in myself. And why would I even try? You know, like those are going to send you on these different pathways. And like, of course you might have that day where you have that feeling, but then it's like, okay, how do I pick myself back up? And then what do I intend next? It's like, the intention is so important. Like it's so simple, but so important.
0: That's literally what created the change. I mean, I remember it. I was like, this is like the least I can do for myself because we have got to get it together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I had I had such a similar experience. Like there's no one turning point, but one of the big ones that I remember and like I don't remember a ton because I was so disassociated and like so drunk all the time around the time I started my healing. It's like there's a few things I remember. And one of them was like, I made this choice and it was this choice of intention where I said, okay, every day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to ask myself like multiple times in the day, what would I choose if I loved myself in this moment? Right? So instead of thinking in my mind, like, fuck, I've got to stop smoking 40 cigarettes a day. I've got to stop taking drugs. I've got to stop fucking all these like asshole dudes. I've got to stop like doing all these things which is so overwhelming when you're first trying to heal anything. It was just like, okay, what's the intention behind each small choice? You know, and that was like, that was like a game changer. And it's so simple.
0: So simple. That is literally where it started. I love that. I love this. Thank you, Amy.
1: So can you tell
0: us a little bit about the journey, the journey that you will be taking? Mastermind.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I know.
0: It's high level. <laughs> <It can happen.
1: laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good to have a bit of mystery um, around the, everything.
0: The general <laughs> of what we'll be covering. Keep the secret. I like surprises.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I guess, I guess it's like a deeper, a deeper journey into like a lot of what we've like spoken about on this live today of. Bringing these tenets and these aspects of the body of central life force, sexual life force into the business and like how that runs as this undercurrent in your body, in your business, in your bank account. Um, and we'll also be doing like embodiment practice in the session to actually guide you through it. I'm assuming you record it or Jocelyn. So then it's like obviously recorded for the women in your mastermind to practice again and again. And we'll just be going through this huge release process so that you can like first of all create the foundation, but then clear the foundation from anything that's like currently blocking you from jumping into that next level. Similar to how I was talking about how I like reached that point in my journey of mindset work where I was like, okay, I'm like bumping up against some ceiling here. And I want to like get above the ceiling. And so we'll be going through some of the body work and some of the um, release strategies, release practices in order to start helping you ascend beyond that plateau, beyond that ceiling that you might be coming up against.
0: Mm, I'm so excited. I love your work so much. And it's this ladies like having this, to Amy's point earlier, hearing about this is so different than doing it. And also, you don't have to do it like what you were saying earlier. Like once you start to get things down and you're in these containers and the space is held, and you're really being like um, intentionally taken on a journey, these transformations don't take five years anymore. No, it's insane what can happen, yeah. in an like crazy. Yeah. So, like, let's let that be really for us too.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: And
1: then, Amy, what do you have going on in your world? Uh, so um, I'm not really, like, launching anything right now. I mean, my membership, like, that's always open. And we're going to be inviting more women inside in a couple of weeks. So, like, the doors are always open. but We'll be, like, doing a big sort of relaunch with bonuses and things like that and, like, the opportunity to come in at the current price point before the price goes up because you're in my membership, and you know, like it's fucking valuable and like you get so much for what you invest. So that's like the main thing. And then um I'll be la- relaunching my sexuality program, Pleasure Empress sometime later in the year, whenever, basically whenever God tells me to, I'll get the ping and it will be like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's a really good one, especially if like you were listening to this live and you really want to be held in like one of those deep safe containers that we're referring to. We go really, really deep in this program. It's like very intimate and you, yeah, there's a lot of shadow work that comes up as well when you start venturing into the body. So that's like a really good one for anyone who wants to deepen their inner child work through the portal of sensuality and sexuality.
0: Love it, so beautiful. I'm so happy to have you, coming feminine, magic, and I'm so grateful for your time today. I know that Sunday time is super sacred, <laughs> so <laughs> I really,
1: yeah. You. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like never go like on on live on Sundays, so this is um this is a rare moment. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> I. You're so incredible.
1: I just love everything about your... You also have your podcast. Oh, yeah. The podcast. Yeah. The Amy Rushworth show. So that's like a deep dive into the juicy, juicy topic. So that's a good one. Like if you're just wanting to dip your toe in, like go over to the podcast and you can kind of get like a, a soul school of different topics.
0: Yeah. I love your podcast. Your show's good. Thanks, babe. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Honestly, I know how special this day is. So I really appreciate it. I'm so excited to have you and to like really get in like these women through the actual work, not just talk about it. And thank you all so much.
1: Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye, love. Bye, everyone. Hey, beauty.
0: Wasn't it good? I love Amy so much. Just her voice is like an activation. It's so yummy. So this is your last reminder (laughs) that the extended payment plan for Feminine Magic and Money will close end of day Thursday, September 30th. Doors close on the 4th. If you have questions, if you're having investment fears, but you know you want in, feel free to DM me. I'm happy to chat with you about it. There's also episode 22 on the podcast, which is a must listen on investing fears, why we have them and how to move through because we do not get to accelerate life um, playing at a high level and high level containers until we start moving through this faster. (laughs) So we really want to master it. And I get it. I've been there 10,000 times. This is totally normal. And this world of changing your life. um, But we want to support you in getting to the next level. So DM me about feminine magic and money. I love you. Obviously, if you want to get in contact with Amy, all of her details are in episode notes and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would love it if you'd leave a five-star rating and written review for the show. And if you can please share this podcast so that I can help more women, that would mean the world to me. Make sure you tag me on Instagram so I can say thank you and let's rise and change the world for all women together. If you want to work with me, head to my site, jocelynkellerreid.com, or send me a DM and I'll be in touch. I'll see you on the next episode.